Welcome to The Science and the Sacred. I'm your host, Sinead Brophy, and in this podcast, we will cover both the physiology and the spirituality of what it means to be a cyclical being. I'd love to invite you, my health-conscious and spiritually curious friend, to dive deep with me as we embrace the power of cyclical self-care to nourish our minds, bodies, and souls. Hi, and welcome to episode six of The Science and the Sacred. And in this episode, it's my experience of ectopic pregnancy part two. So what I wanted to use this episode more for was to talk about, I guess, more the emotional side of the whole experience um, and also kind of how I've tried to deal with that and kind of the, I guess, the language and the framework that I've used around it. In last the last episode in part one, that was more going into like what it is, I guess, like how I actually physically went through the whole process of it, you know, like what happened from trying to conceive to the pregnancy test to, you know, then finding out it was ectopic. Um, I kind of spoke a little bit about it at the end, I guess I referenced what I'd be talking about now. So this may be heavy. It, some of what I say might not resonate at all. People might find it really useful. It might resonate to other parts of their lives or other experiences that people have been going through, or it may be totally different. I'm purely speaking about how I have moved through this period of time and how I'm still moving because I'm still moving through it. Um, and everything I say is purely that, just my own experience and how I'm kind of putting a bit of a framework on it. And I guess how my own professional background, I guess, is kind of giving me some tools that have helped me me to to get through that and I say it as if it's a done thing it's not a done thing this is you know it's always going to be there and I'm sure it's going to be particularly raw at the start now during this period um, and it will hopefully get get easier and I actually wanted to open it with a quote that I read from a book and let me get the name of the book my kindle will play well <laughs> called tell me how this is so as I mentioned in the last episode literally all I could do for a week two weeks yeah maybe even more um was read I could couldn't really walk couldn't really do anything definitely for that first week I was just pretty much I was bed bound um nor was I you know allowed to do anything more than walk or stand <laughs> and that was actually one of the doctors told me she was like if it's if it's more than walking or standing and it's going to involve your core or any sort of loading or twisting through the core she's like you're not really supposed to do it because it's a risk of, of rupture so while I was reading a million different books um using my kindle unlimited to its absolute max I came across this book and it was quite enjoyable it is you know it's a little bit sad it's kind of talking about uh, a woman who has a job who's kind of taking the stories of people in a terminal care unit or it's a it's a cancer kind of care station and um if you are watching the video version of this rather than listen to the podcast beautiful light has just come through my window <laughs> little rainbow so it's actually really lovely um so go check it out on youtube if you listen to this on the podcast but the book was quite nice um you know this kind of story comes up through it but in it is this beautiful part of one woman's story and she's writing her book her story for her daughter and there's a excerpt in it that I was just like holy moly that is the most beautiful definition of grief and I guess what I'm going through at the moment um, and I'm sure what anyone who's ever lost any anyone that they've loved and I guess for me you know this person didn't come into being but the high that I felt and the the future that I painted for myself you know was very much a love-filled one and that potentiality is hard to to lose so for me I when I was reading this I was like wow this is actually a beautiful description of what grief is and um, because it references love and I'll read it out for you now at first, you'll feel as if a huge hole has opened up in front of you, but slowly the edges will soften and the hole will start to fill up. As time goes on, you won't fall into it quite so often, and eventually you'll be able to stand on the edge and look into it. Remember, grief is the price we pay for love, 
be kind to yourselves. The first year will be the hardest and love yourselves as much as I love you. So for me, that analogy of the whole being not so big, you know, as the years go by and that you won't fall into it so often, I was like, okay, that that kind of gives me a little bit of hope and gives me a bit of, um, I guess, a really beautiful visual analogy for me to to hold on to because it's an absolute emotional roller coaster and I think it's hard until you've experienced some sort of grief and particularly I think with regards to like an early pregnancy loss that roller coaster that you feel um is hard to explain where you go from such a high and it's when I think of those early days when you know I got the pregnancy test and I catch myself in the mirror and I put my hands on my belly and I start kind of thinking of this future for myself and Craig that when I think of that and like even now I'm like oh shit stop like it's like your heart does a little like lurch you're like oh um it kind of feels like it just drops down a floor you know as if we're like you know when you miss a step when you're walking down the stairs or no it's when you're going up the stairs and you think there's gonna be an extra one and then you kind of step and like you you jump down you like land hard that's kind of what it feels like I'm like here and my heart just like drops down to my diaphragm I'm like oh good punch those hugs are less but there are definite moments where it is hard I also you know I've taken a bit of a kind of step back from a lot of stuff that I'm doing in work um, and I am going on my honeymoon at the end of the summer for two months so I think that will be a really nice break for me just to be like woosa what am I doing let's just read so I'm kind of like right let's just get through the summer but what I do a lot is women's health and I do pregnancy and postnatal classes and that's something that I plan to to kind of start building back up again because I absolutely love it I've kind of used the last two years I guess to really figure out what it is I enjoy and like doing and for me it's it's really that women's health like stepping into your strength from a really kind of deep place it's understanding your body your cycle your intuition in a way to bring you forward and as part of that it's that pregnancy postnatal like I love that style of training because you're training to be strong as a parent as a mother as someone who's going to give birth you know someone who's going to be looking after a child and that focus from a, a movement and health and a well-being point of view I just absolutely love I just love that whole whole focus of it and you know the same with kind of the fertility awareness side of things the menstrual cycle awareness things that's it's just a really beautiful focus um well that can be a little bit challenging when you've just gone through pregnancy loss and so there have been times that maybe I haven't made the best decisions about going to things with my friends that have a lot of kids around we're seeing newborns um I thankfully you know well I had to just from a physical point of view but it was a bit thankful where I was I was supposed to be starting a new um a new block of pregnancy and postnatal training when I thought I initially miscarried and then turned out to be ectopic and I was like know what this is actually a good thing that I'm not doing this for another four weeks because I was like I don't think I'm ready because some days you're totally fine and other days it's like there are reminders everywhere and it's it is just part and parcel of life your friends are going to give birth you know you're going to see pregnancy announcements on Instagram you're going to talk to friends about trying to conceive you're going to be working with people who are pregnant you know it's it's very much in the world that I work in and live in and there are times when I'm like yeah cool I'm totally fine with this and those are the ones I'm like excuse me while I go puke in the toilet because I'm so devastated <laughs> like and you can flip from that in like a heartbeat that's what I found um I think when it all first happened as I mentioned in the last podcast when I initially thought I was miscarrying and then when I initially thought or initially found out that I was ectopic it was like pure devastation like the, the miscarriage my god like I'd say as I mentioned last last episode that next door probably were like what is happening with the neighbors um but it was it was pure gut-wrenching howling um pure grief in its purest form <laughs> and I was lucky that Greg was there with me um kudos to him because he's you know going through his own grief and 
he was just excited as I am. I'm physically going through it, but he's emotionally going through it just as much as, as I am. And he very beautifully held me <laughs> in all of those moments. Um, but for me, I then totally disassociated. And it's almost like, like, repeat, there's actually a photo of me and Craig in the hospital where I'm on the hospital bed waiting for the methotrexate and I'm, there's a selfie and it's like I'm not into you know that much I literally do a bit of content for the Instagram I'm not really into like million one photos but I was actually sending it to my friend being like oh we're just bored out of our heads because once it ha- once like it happened and I freaked out and then realized I was okay and then Craig came then it was like you kind of just you're like okay it's happening cool right I'm fine and you're like, obviously you're not fine, but you're just like, yeah, yeah, Grant, okay, okay, it's happening. It's all good. I'll get through it. This is fine. Great. And then you're just having conversations about normal stuff, about work, about whatever, like, you know, just getting back into it. And then a couple of days later, for me anyway, I was like, oh God, right. This has happened. Am I going to be okay? what's happening physically in my body like I went to the battle for cancer thing turned up obviously couldn't do it but like broad effect and camping there to sit in it to cheer people on I didn't need to be there I was supposed to be going to a hospital appointment and I did go to the hospital appointment I drove like when I think about it now like but at the time and again I mentioned last episode about me doing the Instagram posts like the next day or you know I was answering an email about the launching the podcast like from hospital I I just needed something normal to do to help me pretend that this wasn't happening and that my life wasn't changing forever and for anyone who knows me even though my business is called Goat Flow (laughs) I can sometimes really struggle to to not have control of things and um, used to be a product manager used to be a project manager you know worked in consulting yada 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 I have quite a logical although it's also creative I do have quite a logical brain as well and I like that organization I like putting the structure I like pulling these little pieces out from everywhere all these different things and putting them together into a, a plan and then I used to you know hand that over to the development team and it would it would get done and I would manage that and I would oversee it and I'd be able to, you know, do all the things and kind of plan for all the bits and put it all together. And that's that's what I'm used to. I wanted to get a grade. I wanted to get a distinction and blah. OK, cool. This is my plan. I'd work it out and I'd go for it. Like I, you, that's that's what I would do in life. And I was like, oh, wow, God, we're so lucky. This all went so according to plan because I was trying to be very and um, you know we were trying to conceive I was trying to be very like we don't know what's going to happen you, you know I'm really just going to surrender to all this and see what happens we'll have the crack and mm, I kind of got a bit like wobbly for the first month or two where I was like oh, that didn't happen straight away because for some of our friends it did happen straight away and then I was like they're a weird small microcosm of the world for most people it doesn't happen that way yada 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 and I was like right I'm sorry. And then it was only when I, you know, had to go through this whole experience that I was like, oh, this is, this is surrendering because I can't do anything to change this. I can't do anything to change this. And there's nothing, there's no plan B, there's no whatever. It's like, I can't change anything. And this medicine that I'm taking means that I can't just jump back in to trying to conceive straight away. I have to wait for three or four months, maybe more. I have to take that time. I can't physically train, swim, really move that much, do yoga. I can't do it. I can't work. I can't coach. I can't, I couldn't do anything. It was full and complete surrender in its greatest sense. And that for me, was a lesson and was very difficult even though it's something that I advocate a lot of and I would have thought that even though I am a self-proclaimed control freak because I am a self-proclaimed control freak and know that I tend towards perfectionism and over planning and you know all that kind of stuff 
now anyone who's into human design you just listen to this being like but you're just one like that's you've got line one that's totally fine you just like helps you feel prepared for life and then you kind of go with it and that is normally how we do things I feel like like do all my research and then I'm like oh, let's you know go with it and that's what I would do for holidays I'd kind of do look up loads of things I'm like oh, it's good, it's good, it's good. but I wouldn't really plan that much I'd kind of you know make decisions once I'm there I might have a few things booked but because I know that I am that way and I like to over research and over plan and you know kind of try and control things and if something's not working well then I'm, I'm going to make a plan b and I'm going to do something else and you know very I guess resilient in that way and, that, and driven in that way in in that respect and you know those things can be superpowers but I would have thought that I was good at trying to balance that surrendering and slowing down and taking rest you know doing the restorative activities to make sure that I'm not overstressed and overtraining and that you know I'd make sure I do my grounding exercises so that I'm not so much in my head I'm down into my body again anyone who's into astrology I'm all air <laughs> all air and fire there's like very little earth in my sign and that is very much shown through me needing to do things like yoga get outside in nature see so I need to do the things that are going to ground me and I just lost all of those tools to bring me from my head then into my body. Now, what I did have was obviously reading, which I love. Um, I did have my breathing exercises. I did have therapy, which was so, so important. Um, and I did have kind of my little ceremonies and, and meditation and, and kind of some sort of, of ritual around that. They all have massively helped me as has my support network so although I couldn't use physical movement to get from my head into my body I could use some breathing techniques you know albeit kind of gentle ones and you know just diaphragmatic breathing or the Nadi Shodana like that did that did help same with kind of doing a little ritual or you know the ritual really did help me and this might sound really strange for some people but that Monday that I ended up what I thought was miscarrying on some after Sunday I was like right mm, this is I think this is going this way and um, I got up that morning and I had a little cacao ceremony and I lay out all my little um you know I have these kind of pregnancy stones and these little kind of gorgeous glass sea glass that my auntie gave me and Craig from the beach near where we got married and you know they were all they all kind of had symbolism and they were had been what I had been meditating and manifesting with for the for the last while you know basically calling it a pregnancy and I kind of put all them out and then my little Gaia stone or not stone Gaia statue so it's a little kind of pregnancy woman mother earth and I just sat with it and I was like if you and I said it from day one uh, when we got pregnant I was like if you are happy and healthy we want you to stay and I was like you are going to be so loved but if you aren't and there's a reason that you need to go you need to go like we let you go we're going to release you kind of a thing um so I was that that ritual really like prepared me for the fact that I was you know going to be scary then came along the ectopic side of things and that just threw a whole different spanner into into the works um but that breath work that ritual really really helped me the other thing that really helped me was therapy as I mentioned so I had already been going to therapy kind of since the start of the year um you know, winter had been tough for me post-wedding. It was kind of this huge big crash. I was like, what am I doing with my business? I like, closed up the membership. I was like, right, we're going to kind of, you know, grow from the ashes, do the whole Celtic wheel, you know, do the 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 winter, the dark night of the soul, come into spring, come into summer. And I was like, oh, it's all flowing. I'm like in that solar energy. It's pregnant. All the things I'm working on are coming out. I have like, these big visions for work, all this kind of stuff. Um, but because I had been doing because I'd had such a tough time during winter and I always find winter's hard I think I you know might have sad or I just maybe need to be near the sun more I definitely find the darker months more challenging and thankfully that meant that I'd started going back to therapy in January so I had pretty much six months of good therapy with an excellent therapist under my belt 
who really helped me move from a place of like total dysregulation like I was completely a mess at the start of the year um to being a lot more like in my body and able to kind of understand what's happening or maybe not over intellectualize things like get that lovely balance of being like I am feeling this but here's how I'm communicating it where I would go from one to the other I'd be like fully feeling the feeling or I'd be like completely shut down being like so this is what's happening and I know what's happening and it's this but I do this thing and I don't know how to stop it you know I'd be like be like it's the CBT blah 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 and I'd like you know put all the language on it and and completely be cerebral about it I wouldn't be in my body about it at all so she, re- she really helped me kind of find this path where I was feeling both and you know communicating how I was feeling communicating how I was feeling to friends not shutting myself off communicating with Craig my parents all of this kind of stuff so when this happened I had this person who knew my backstory knew what I'd been working on how I'd been processing so when I came in and was like this is what's happened we could just deal with that we could just focus on that and I had that relationship that I was able to feel vulnerable in and talk through all of that and I know as well that there's lots of really good support networks and uh, there's kind of miscarriage Ireland. There's also some ectopic pregnancy groups as well, both in Ireland and the UK. I've yet to try them. Um, I'm, I'm sure I will. To be honest, one of the reasons I haven't is because it clashes with work because <laughs> um, I work in the evenings. So I do want to look up those because I think that support network is incredibly important. And that's the other thing that's been hugely helpful for me over the the last while is the support network knowing that my mum was coming back my dad was coming back knowing that my husband was there knowing that my best friends knew what was happening knew knowing that my family around me like my extended family that my friends my colleagues like they knew what was going on that is incredibly important and then the support network on on Instagram which I was really surprised by um because you know I really in the past would have not liked social media I was like it's like just a marketplace it's just salesy you get these people coming on and being like hey I'm gonna help you scale your business yada 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 yada, blah 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 and then you'd like you know I've had some not fantastic experience with coaches being like you just have to cold message people and you know blah and it's all like building relationships I'm like that's not building relationships however (laughs) Now, I actually really do like when I connect with people who have started following me or they're commenting because I'm like, well, this is actually a relationship. And, you know, when I put up that post on about the fact that I had experienced an ectopic pregnancy, quite a lot of people, friends and family got in contact with me to be like, I've had a miscarriage. You know, I had this. But people on Instagram also got in contact with me and shared their experience. And it made me realize a how common pregnancy loss, pregnancy release is. Um, and how supportive it is of definitely for me to be able to talk to other people about it and I'm sure I made people come uncomfortable along the way but I was like I don't really not that I don't care that sounds terrible but I was like I know that I need to share and the right people who want to talk to me about it and can have and who can have those conversations with me will have those conversations with me and if someone can't that's totally fine and you know we'll move on but even me just talking about the conversation normalizes it for anyone who does want to bring it up and I've always admired people who maybe spoke about their own loss or maybe their um, own experiences of trying to conceive and then for other people they in no way want it to be public and it's a very private thing and that's how they're going to process it and they're only talking to their close friends and family so it's really about finding the support that's going to suit you best so for me my husband my parents in particular my close friends and family in particular and then my kind of extended circles out from that. Um, I do think that at some stage I'll probably go and talk to some circle or a group or support network at a wider extent for people who have experienced pregnancy release or pregnancy loss because I think I will find that incredibly cathartic because when I did speak to people about it, particularly about ectopic pregnancy, when someone else had mentioned they experienced ectopic pregnancy, the the understanding that they had of how confusing it is, how isolating it is, how you will go from feeling fine 
like you're like I'm fine I'm resilient I'm going to get through this then being devastated then being like god I'm so lucky nothing bad happened and like look how grateful I am for all of this that I have in my life to then being devastated again to then being like furious that like the cups are stacked the wrong way then like and you'd feel that all within 24 hours like it's just you're I've I have yet this is my first time experiencing these fluctuations in such a range of emotions over the last while that's been the hardest thing for me so I do think that for me at some stage I will go and speak to some group or seek out those people who have had similar experiences because that 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 level of understanding and being able to talk about that and know that you're not going to get judged for that. Not that I think anyone else is, but just knowing that they're like, yeah, I totally get it. And like, you do get it, you know, that, that there's something very comforting and safe in that. So they have been huge tools for me. What I've also found really useful, and I did do a story on this and I had a couple of friends get in contact with me about it and on some people online as well, but I did do a story about it being like, the framework that cyclical wisdom cyclical living whichever way you want to call it really that that framework of the inner seasons of menstrual cycle awareness and then the celtic wheel of the seasons of the year from a eurocentric point of view and applying that to our life and where we are in our life and the lessons of that that framework coupled with my support network coupled with my therapy coupled with you know all the other stuff that I've spoken about that really really helped me put context to what I was going through and I'm going to be incredibly careful here and make sure that it's clear that I'm not trying to be toxically positive because some of that stuff drives me absolutely mental and I've been in situations where I've been in these like thought leadership things and people come in and they talk about like growth mindset and yada 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 and you were like in the depths of despair for whatever you're going through and you're like look it's the f off with that stuff like I how can you expect me to come you know out of this thing and there's that awful video that I actually hate so much which is that one I don't know who it is so sorry but I don't really care if I'm going to offend you here it's that clip of that guy I think he's on a podcast and I'm totally misquoting here it's just more the sentiment but it's like you know business failed good something bad happened good something awful happened good you know and like all this crap about how like you build up and it makes you stronger and all that kind of stuff and I'm like whoa 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 let's back up here yes there is normally a a lesson in everything and yes you know you experience these things and you're like oh god I do actually get through it but also as my friend said to me shit stuff just happens to good people so I think it's really important to make sure that when you're being grateful for stuff, or sorry, I'm going to speak in the eye because I can only speak for myself. I think it's incredibly important that when I am being grateful for things or when I'm saying, well, at least this, that I'm not doing that in a way that's discounting how I am feeling and how awful it is and how hard the emotions are and the sense of loss and how painful it is because it's painful it's really hard you see a newborn baby walking down the street and you're like oh that should be me like that's that's where your head goes to will that be me will I be able to get that I had that hope that brief blip of like my dream come true for a week two weeks three weeks and then it has been ripped away from me and you know I can't do anything about it sorry a I can't do anything about it but b I can't try again or start again or kind of pursue that dream again in 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 any way shape or form for the next few months that is awful like let's call a spade a spade that is incredibly difficult to have as a reality and I know that there is much worse stuff out there as well like there's you know grief and loss and life experiences like it's it's being human sucks sometimes it just really does I'm also acknowledging that I'm incredibly grateful for so many things and there's been a lot of 
beautiful stuff to come out of this experience, as I mentioned, with the support that I've got from the people who love me and being able to have that network around me and being in a country where I can get access to healthcare and, you know, the public system is actually pretty decent. At least my experience of going through the public system for, for all of this has been, you know, it was excellent, um, in my opinion. I think you can have those two things coincide and yeah that's really all I'm going to say on that but I think it's really important to make sure that when I'm talking about these things being like well the lessons that I learned and you know this is what I'm taking out of it that I'm not doing it from a point of view of a I'm ungrateful for what I have b I'm discounting the experience that I had or c I'm saying that I am better or blah because I've got this learning out of it that's in no way what I'm saying because everyone's experience is going to be different everyone's situation is going to be different everyone's response is going to be different everyone's support network and coping mechanisms are going to be different for me I found it reassuring to have some framework to understand the experiences of life that we can go through I would be quite a spiritual person but I'm not a religious person um, you know I was born Catholic, baptized, went through all of that, never really connected with that aspect of it. Just wasn't, you know, before, I guess, even our history became more apparent in Ireland about how the Catholic Church had a massive lack of care for mothers, women, children. Um, I just never really connected with the heaven, hell, single God. Thing. I've always had more of a connection with like energy and stuff like this so obviously this whole kind of expansion now of like I guess universe source you know the more widespread adoption of yoga as obviously it's got a physical side to it and that's a whole other conversation but the more spiritual side of it and chakras and reiki and energy flow and all, all of this sort of stuff it all kind of slots into my brain a lot better and it's a language that I can understand and can use so for me having that sort of framework of understanding of like the via negativa the via positiva the masculine the feminine things like winter and the dark night of the soul and how it might be summertime because this all happened at the summer summer um solstice where I felt I was for a brief moment in the summer solstice and then massively fell off the cliff and was like thrown into the depths of winter but because I knew what was happening emotionally and energetically, I was like, okay, I'm in winter. I'm in winter now. I'm in winter in my personal life. I'm in winter in my professional life. I'm in winter in my physical body. I cannot move. I cannot do. I am completely unmotivated to do anything in my business. And my priority right now is to rest, is to slow down is to surrender and I know that like all of the cycles in the world that I will move out of this winter phase out of this deep dark awfulness this tumultuous not really knowing what is coming next it's like a complete blank canvas of my life I don't know my plan has completely gone out the window um, and that's kind of been repeated across a couple of different things in my personal and both professional life and in the background. It's almost like it was all kind of loosely held together. And then one peg went and actually the world was like, you know what, actually, we're just going to we're just going to totally wipe that slate clean and we'll start again. <laughs> so that was all happening at the same time. And I was like, right, I'm now in winter. And. I know through menstrual cycle awareness that winter. Is. A time for deeply asking for help, asking for people to support you, handing over that ability. It's, you know, we've we've it's a deeply feminine time. Um, from the Celtic wheel point of view, it's you know, the 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 point of time we have the least amount of of light. Um, it's that really grounding, nurturing, like deep earth. It's like trying to build up that soil that we're going to plant the seeds in and I didn't want to be there I wanted to be in my summer like I'd done all that I thought I'd done all of that <laughs> last winter and through various cycles in the year I was like I'm not meant to be here but here I am and I know through menstrual cycle awareness that if I rest during my winter and try and move out slowly into my spring 
that if I do that, I will have enough reserves to have a more energetic, a more healthy, a more balanced summer. And that I won't fall into the hyperproductive masculine, that doing to distract, that doing to move forward. I potentially fell into the risk of it first week back in work last week, where I was like, right, I'm back, let's go to train and do this, I'm feeling good. I was like, you know, out the gate. And then I was like, whoa, 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 Sinead, slow down. Like, we're looking at this experience as a very micro cycle. We just went through a couple of weeks of deep winter. And I'm trying to jump into summer again. So I'm like, slow down. You know, I canceled a couple of classes that I'd booked into or I did more yoga. I napped. Like I went for a sea swim on Thursday. I just slept, just slept the whole day, slept. And same on Friday. Any, basically any time I wasn't coaching physically in the class, I was sleeping or lying down. Um, pretty much, I think I did one or two sessions and that was more for my mental health and anything. I actually even wrote a note on my own profile uh, in the game that I'm in we have notes on people's profiles to make sure that we're like alerted on injury I, I actually added a note to my own profile be like Sinead is coming back from this make sure she stays at 80% because I knew myself that I'd be like I'm back let's go PBs like you know so it's like I'm gonna put blinkers on myself like you know the little stabilizers I'm gonna put them on myself and get other people to help me blow the phone down um, because I know my tendencies having gone through multiple cycles of menstrual cycle awareness of tracking my own patterns my own energetic dispositions my own coping mechanisms all of this stuff and um, both from a micro level with regards to my menstrual cycle but then also throughout the year and what happens throughout the year and I'm really really trying to move a lot of my life to be more in line with that and it doesn't mean that it has to perfectly line up with the seasons it just more means that I'm trying to be more aware of the, the energies that are going on right now so for me having this framework of being like right I'm in the winter I know that the summer will come it's really allowed me to take the pressure off myself and catch myself when I'm falling into old patterns of doing of hyper productivity of trying to be too independent of not asking for help of not resting of expecting myself to be on a certain point of that planning that I spoke about that control rather than receiving of knowing when to step back and when to step forward and this concept that menstrual cycle awareness the red school talk about a lot of holding the tension of being in one place and transitioning into another or of holding kind of opposing ideas or thoughts or um, being in a situation and having to just sit with it and it being kind of uncomfortable but how the alchemy or the transformation can come out of that and now my husband may not agree with me on this but whether he wants to admit it or not I have actually I think done way better than me a year ago me two, five, ten years ago, definitely would have been able to handle the situation. I think through the therapy and having the language to explain to myself where I am from a life stage, from what's going on, from the expectations I want to put on myself, the patterns, I have been able to step back a little bit and be like, this is what's happening. And in menstrual cycle awareness, they talk about this, where it's it's the power of encounter. So they have power of agency and power of encounter. And the power of agency is like that via positiva, that masculine. So in the Celtic wheel, that would be like the solar energy, you know, summer solstice moving from like the winter solstice that got in Baltimore and you're building up towards the whole summer solstice. That's the solar energy. And then it flips and you're into the, the dark half of the year. So it's the yamos and... Oh, Mary Kennedy will kill me. There's two names for it. There's the masculine and the feminine side. Um, I think it's Yamos and Samos. I'll add show notes to this if I've gotten that wrong. And it's the same sort of idea in menstrual cycle awareness via positiva, via negativa. Via positiva, that masculine is the agency, the moving forward. That risk is that we can go into hyper 
doing hyper agency burnout we do too much because we're, we're not coming from the point of the feminine and if you think about the yin and yang symbol you always have a dot of you know the white or black within the, the black and the white and that's because you need that little bit of the say masculine when you're so when you're in the winter when you're in the feminine you need that little bit of the light the masculine to balance out the feminine and when you're in the solar in the summer in the masculine in the via positiva you need that little bit of the feminine to make sure that you're staying grounded it's the same sort of idea agency as i said is that via positiva encounter which is more like a leaning back and being like okay take it's not it's not passive it's like a pause you're like what's happening okay and then you can just sit with it you learn more by doing that and then that informs when you're then taking your next step i've been really trying to it's been really really hard um but i have been doing more of it and it's allowed me to maybe explain to craig look this is coming up this is going to be very difficult for me look i'm really tired from my first few days back coaching i need to sleep look this is all i can do or flipping out about something which I have done, and I'll talk about that in a second, but the, the anger has been the hardest part for me to, to handle, and I'm sure it's been really hard for Greg to handle as well on the receiving end. Um, but being able to sit with that when something flares, I'm like, I'm really sorry this is what's happened rather than letting that snowball and, and kind of go out of control similarly noticing when I start like overbooking classes that I'm like oh well, let's cancel that early morning once you have a lion do cacao ceremony instead and then maybe if you're feeling good go for a lunchtime one and keep it 70 80 percent things like that that is hugely hugely it's been honestly a game changer for me going through this and as I said it's the first time ever experiencing it and I hope to never experience it again but for me, having that skill set and having developed that muscle and that language and that framework of being like winter, summer, spring, autumn, this is what's happening. I need to surrender to the feminine and move through all of this and move forward. Um, for me, I find it incredibly useful. For someone else, that might be your, your faith, your belief. It might be, you know, um, a therapy a therapy-based approach it might be some sort of healing modality it might be something else but for me it's been that cyclical wisdom part of it has been really helpful because I'm like this is where I'm at this is what's happening in my life there is some wisdom in it whether I want to see that right now but there is some wisdom in that and then I can move forward I know I will get through this and um, the wisdom for me, and as I said, this is in no way intended as it's like, you know, there's a silver lining in it and everything. But for me, the wisdom was, oh, wow, if I had died, I had spent the last two years trying to set up a business and that I was accidentally self-sabotaging, so totally procrastinating with a lot of stuff and then making it really stressful and hard for myself and beating myself up because I wasn't doing X and wasn't achieving Y and blah, 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 blah. I spent two years doing that, worrying about all of this stuff, talking to my husband about it, you know, constantly stressed about things, about work that I absolutely love, that I was blocking myself doing well. And I'm like, if I had died or something had happened, I'm like, that's how I've spent. No, that's not true. That's not fair. I've had a beautiful experience as I got married. You know, there's been so many gorgeous memories. I've created something, I've met amazing people, I've built this business and I've figured out what I wanted to do. But that was my initial thought being like, my Lord, what if that's what I spent my last two years doing? Where I was like, I wasn't seeking joy those last two years, I was surviving. And I was like, I don't really want to survive anymore. I was like, I actually want to thrive. I was like, I want to go out and, and, and savor those moments. Um, so that was the first thing. I was like, I was just so like, wow life doesn't have to be that complicated so for me the first lesson was I just need to simplify everything it's like I have just made everything too complicated 
being trying to do too much. I'm being way too, um, I'm being too scattered with my energy. I was like, I just need to simplify. I was like, what is fun for me right now? What brings me joy from a coaching point of view? What can I let go of? So that's been a huge one of my wisdoms to come out of it. The other one is slowing down. I'm like, I don't need to build all of the ideas and businesses that I have in my head right now. I am early 30s. I might never build more. It's like, but I'm going to pick the ones based on simplifying that bring me the most joy, make the most sense, allow me to do the things that I love with the people that I love. That's that's what I'm going to do. And everything else, I'm going to slow down. So when we look at the Celtic wheel that is that kind of moving from the action to the surrender the masculine to the feminine and trusting that you know you can't be in the masculine the whole time it's the same with the menstrual cycle awareness they talk or the red school i should say have this um cyclical self-care this they call it the dark arts but i like to think of the cyclical self-care tools which is called pacing as i mentioned before and it's that trusting the divine timing of things it's trusting that everything can't happen right away you've got to allow some patience into your life for me I am impatient I like to do I like to achieve I like to get places so for me that slowing down has been a huge wisdom that you know actually if I simplify everything and if I slow everything down it's all going to be way more enjoyable and it will happen when it's all meant to happen and it'll be far more enjoyable than racing to the finish line because it is that whole you know analogy is like the goalposts keep moving or like it's not the destination it's the journey and it's true like it is it's the journey it's the memories you make along the way and it's the enjoyment life isn't always going to be peachy keen but like can you see those glimmers out there can you see those bright moments amongst the darkness because my god they are there even though we might not feel like we're ever going to see them again and then the third wisdom (laughs) i guess is surrender like I had to totally surrender and slow down. I couldn't do anything and I couldn't change what was happening. And I had to let my body physically heal. And now I'm going to be in a position where I've got to delay trying. So that's going to give me hopefully and, you know, it's not like you get over it and then you're like box ticked, but like that will allow me some space again that idea of slowing down not rushing into trying again to heal myself a bit more to make that hole like I said at the start of the episode a little bit smaller and then I fall into it a little bit less so that I don't maybe I'm not as angry all the time and that the things that normally wouldn't really bother me that much like I said the cup shelf not being stacked the right way now they're driving me mental and triggering rage in me which is you know very difficult for me to deal with that's not going to happen so much if I allow myself to slow down if I allow myself to simplify if I allow myself to surrender and then this idea that I'm going to have this gorgeous honeymoon and have fun just I am just switching off and letting it go and I'm really trying to take this time now in my business okay I'm doing this and this is really fun and you know this is one of the few things that I wanted to to keep going uh, while I was working through all this because I like talking um, and I think it's really fun I'm like it's what's bringing me joy right now and um, but in the back end I'm kind of tearing everything down and I'm rebuilding it I'm taking everything that was in my membership and I'm putting it into self-paced courses and figuring out okay what do I want to be spending my time on what type of coaching do I want to be doing where what do I where do I want to be putting my time and energy because work takes up so much of our lives and it can be such a source of stress and I was like I love my job and I want it to be more of the love and less of the struggle, you know. Um, so, as I said, for me, those self-care tips, when I couldn't move, it was me trying to drop into my body in some way, whether that's through breath work or maybe a little bit of ritual. When I could start moving, it's, you know, starting to gently embody, like, doing some stretches, doing a little bit of kind of, you know, the um, kind of regulation, like shaking, stuff like that. Um, It's about starting to lift again and feel strong again in my body after going through a period where I felt like I was made of glass and had a ticking time bomb in my right hip. And 
the other support networks was therapy or it's the other sorry self-care tips was support so therapy and then my support networks um it's been they've been my pillars like my friends my family my husband and um, therapy it's it's all been so so helpful and will continue to be helpful because I'm sure I'm going to get angry and sad and feel different things at different times and if I do get pregnant again or if I'm talking to someone you know all of these things are going to come come back up again and the final one is the cyclical wisdom um having that framework that language for me to be able to put a name to what I'm experiencing from a life stage point of view from an energetic point of view from an emotional point of view and be able to put that in a context of a wheel of something that is cyclical of something that I'm going to come back to again I'm sure I'm going to have another dark night of the soul I'm sure I'm going to have a moment where I need to surrender and slow down but right now that's where I am even though I wanted to be in summer I am here and I will come to my summer at a later at a later stage and those wisdoms that have come from that is simplifying is slowing down and is surrendering so yeah that was my ted talk i hope you enjoyed it and <laughs> um, but as always with these things i'm really mindful that it is a very sensitive topic and some of what i might have said might resonate with you other parts of it might not at all um but if it's given anyone a little glimmer of hope or maybe resonated with someone well that's great and sure if not it's simply helped me put into words kind of how i've been trying to look after myself the the last while um and for me that's been a great experience and exercise to do so as always i thank you so so much for listening to me for the past however long this has been <laughs> Num number of minutes um and yes and in the next episode i'm going to have the amazing kitty kitty mcguire on and we're going to be talking about menstrual cycle awareness for our own experience with it and with grief as well so thank you so much for listening and uh, stay tuned for the next episode